Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. Well, footy's just around the corner. We've got to keep these season previews and reviews kicking along as long as we can. Yep. Um, we may not get through all of them, but we apologize in advance. We're going to die trying. We're going to die trying. Uh, it's myself, Alex Doherty. Alex Catalano's still not here. He's in. He's in. He's in the holiday. He's in the holiday mode at the moment. He's getting ready for a big, big season. Uh, yep. But I do with I do have with me Alex Miller. How are you, mate? Uh, good, mate. Very excited to get uh, into this team. Lots of dissects uh, for this mob that you're about to introduce, and um, very going to be interesting how we judge their previous season and particularly how they're going to go this year. Yes, well, uh, the team we're looking at today is the uh, the West Coast Eagles, and well, to, <sighs> to say to say it was a big year is a look. I'd say a bit of an understatement, depending on your uh, definition on the, on the word big. Uh, um, the big show. <laughs> no, not no, not 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 Alice Edmonds' proportions of Big Show, uh, Alex Miller. <laughs> it was it was certainly eventful. Um, obviously, they had the. Uh, we'll start with we'll start with the positives uh, in a minute, but I think just in in some in summation of the uh, season, it was a bit of a shit show. Um, they had they had a whole bunch of COVID. They had a, had a whole bunch of COVID wave through. Yep. Way through the team, injuries certainly didn't help the cause either, and. Um, I think it was basically an uphill battle from from the word go, Alex Miller. Yeah, it was sort of um, almost like they, the West Coast had started the season in the car and then uh, as soon as round one started, there was no wheels on it. Um, <laughs> so nothing really got rolling. But yes, we should start with the positive. I suppose one thing that was a massive positive was the send-off for Josh Kenny, you know, getting to the milestone, um, you know, and seeing him off with a win, which was also nice. Um, but what a career he had as well. And I think that what he achieved for the club, um, was really, really amazing as, uh, as well. I think they got a bit of progress, you know, out of some younger players. I think that their fan, um, Hoff, he's going to be a great young man. We like the look of him. I think as well that um, O'Neill, he might get some more midfield minutes this year. Also as well, uh, Luke Foley, we like the cut of him. Uh, Jamie Jones as well, Doc, uh, you know, had been had an opportunity at Geelong been reinvented as a half-back last year, which I liked. A bit of creativity. And then a couple of other names quickly. You just got Connor West, who we love. We love his mop head as well. Uh, <laughs> he was really good. And he's still, I think, probably the most impressive young player on the team. And it's got to be Tom Barras. I think he had an amazing year given, well, he is 27. But I'd say he, in terms of, for a key defender that's young, <laughs> I would say, uh, which is generous to anyone out there who's 27 listening to this. Um I think that he had an elite year given what he was up against all year, Barras. Yeah, yeah well, they, they they had a lot of forward 50 entries against them, and I think Barras stood up strongly Yep. Uh, in, in a year where I, I think McGovern had a really interrupted year. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of players around that, that you usually find in that back six sort of all struggled for continuity as well. I mean, I, I think Tom Cole, we, 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 we do like to give him a little bit of uh, a little bit of stick, but oh. I think he, he, become, he becomes a, an important player piece in that team next uh, this year. Yeah. Um and and as well guys guys that do like to rebound the ball. I don't think um I don't think Hearn had a had a had a full year. Witherden, we don't exactly know where he's at. Duggan sort of try, sort of sort of in that frame as well. Yep. So li- these guys sort of all had interrupted years, but the one man that did stand out and Brass didn't play every game himself either, but he really he really rose to the occasion when he did play, and I thought he was the the clear standout, uh, taking home West Coast's best and fairest. And so. rightly so, and good on him. I think he, he's definitely proven me wrong, and I have must say I'm always happy to be proven wrong. I do like that, and I definitely, um, yeah, I've, he's been really good and impressive. I think that one thing that's really sort of stood out to me is that he's 
not as willing – well, he still does a great job at spoiling, but now he's willing to go back, take the mark with confidence, which is really important giving, as you said, um, you know, sort of the lack of Jeremy McGovern last year. I suppose – I don't know if you've got any other positives to pair with that, Doc, really. Um, Look, I'd like to expand a little bit more on, on, on the kids' aspect of it because yeah. they, they added to it um, in the off-season as well with uh, Jinby and Hewitt and, and, and the likes of them, but – I thought playing-wise, to get games into the likes of Brady Hoff, the likes of Rhett Bazo, um, Harry Edwards, look, he had, I think he had a pretty pretty average year, but he's still relatively young in, in the football world. So, yeah. to, and, and Bailey Williams played 17 games as well, and I thought there were games where he was starting to really start to emerge as a ruck. Yep. And those sort of little signs should be positive signs going, maybe not into this year because I think they may... They may oh, look. I don't exactly know where they go. Mm. I mean, they're, they're a bit of a wild card for me this year because if they get Yo fit, if they get Nick Nat fit, if they get Jeremy McGovern fit, they're all best. They're all very important players in this team. Yep. I think Dom, Dom Sheed. I don't think he played many games uh, this uh, last no. year as well. Uh, Jai Cully was another one who, who they picked up in the mid-season draft. He played. A, he played a few games and was looking handy as a sort of inside mid, but. Mm. But yeah, I, I think their draft hand is, is what they've done the last two years is good. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, what the guys so last year, obviously, you know, they got in um, the cheese board. Oh yes, who we haven't seen yet, obviously, but I think he's going to add something for sure. He was another one that was sort of cut down through that yeah. horrid run of injuries that the Eagles had. Yeah, absolutely, and he's he's a guy that I'm pretty high on, and you may you know what I think of him, Rhett Bazo as well. I think he's. Could have a good year. Got some really natural talent, this young man. I think he's going to be good at either end. I think as well, you know, to the guys this year, Hewitt is going to be a player definitely down the line. Ginby, as you mentioned as well. But Bugle, uh, Cody Bugle and Noah Long are two guys that I think have flown under the radar and good to get. Really high on Bugle, personally. I think he's got a bit of flair about him. Oh, yes, Bergil. Yeah, Bergil, sorry. Um, not not Bugle. Bugle. <laughs> Bugle Hagen. Bugle Hagen. No. Um, yeah, so I think that he's really got something to add for sure. And I think that what they've done from that point of view, I think as well, there were some question marks about some players last year. Josh Rotham was a one doctor. I'm still, I still have got good faith in him. He had a bit of a rough sort of season with, they had the COVID off-season stuff at the nightclub. Jackson Nelson leading the Dodos out <laughs> into the wild. Bit of a Tarzan-like situation. But I think once Rotham got past that, he played the 13 games. Still 25. Still got some really... I think he's got a lovely kick on him. I don't know what his role is, if he's going to be intercept or sort of a rebounding offender, but I thought he was good. Um, but I think, yeah, and I also think that um, Callum Jamison threw, saw a few nice things from him as well at points. Very raw, but I think the fact that he even got to the um, get a chance at the AFL level has been really good for him. He's been good, I think. Yeah, he's an odd one, Jamison, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I think, like you said, I, th- I still think he's very raw, but... In terms of athleticism, I think there's a lot to work with. with yeah. him. Um, very tall, very uh, got a good leap on him as well. He can he can do a few things. I, I think he just needs to play. He, he just needs to hone his craft a little bit more on the waffle. But I do like what I see from yeah. him. What but, didn't work though, Doc? This is what we got to get stuck into. We, we, we how long have you got? <laughs> well, I'd like you to start it because I already know what I'm going to say. But what do you think if you can? We can't blame. I don't think we can blame Adam Simpson as much, given the players and what was available. But for the players that were fit all year and really there, were... There, there weren't many. There weren't many, no. Um, that Okay, let's say that played a, a, a large portion of games. What? How do you assess the season? 
look, it would have been very, very hard, particularly at the start of the year, because everything was just thrown out of whack. Because WA, I think, in terms of how how they came out of the whole COVID times, they were about six months behind everybody else. Yeah. Um, I think the there were a lot, lot of, lot of players that were that were either injured. They had they were wiped through with COVID. They they had to they had to go into um. They had to tap into their uh, extra reserves resources. You know, players like like Jake Florenka, Aaron Black, uh, not not the uh, North ex North Geelong player, <laughs> no. um, Stefan Giro, um, yeah. Angus Dewar, Braden Ainsworth played a game as well. They sort of tapped into. They sort of had to tap into those guys earlier in the year, early in the year, just to even field a team. Yeah. And then there was the whole situation as well with Jack Darling, who 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 refused to adhere to the uh, the vaccine mandates, which mm. it, which is his choice, but it in terms of in terms of getting the team together, it really put a dampener on sort of how how they how they work together, and they really fought an uphill battle just to. They weren't playing with the same team every week. No. There was either there was either injuries, there was either COVID, or there was just players just sticking up the joint like Jackson Nelson. And it's, and it's hard, isn't it, for Simpson because you can't really drop it, it, someone it, if. There's no one to bring in. Well, we had. Well, I, th- I think we had a discussion last year about, yeah. you know, like who, like what do you do if you're Adam Simpson? No, you can't exactly drop players. No, you can't exactly. You can't exactly do much. You, you can't know? just go pick up someone from the street and say, "Look, you're going to be in." Uh, you might be. You might probably are better than some of the the riffraff they had out there. But yeah, look, I agree. I, I I think what I was very interested to sort of look at last this year, sorry, last year, is. You know, Tim Kelly played 17 games. Shuey played 17 games. Um, Liam Ryan played 17 games. And also, um, Jack Darling played 21. We'll start... He, he played 21 games, Jack Darling, but he didn't take... But he took, I think, maybe, what, six, seven, eight games to really start to find his straps because he was nearly going to... He was, like, dropping... dropping Marks he, he would have taken in years gone by. He would have He would have missed shots on goal. He w- would have kicked... His fourth lowest goal contribution year since 2011. Yeah, look, only kicked the 34 last year. Look, once once he found that continuity in his game, because he missed a lot of a lot of the preseason due to the mandates. Mm. But once he, but I think it was once he started. I think it was like he, he was kicking. Like, let's look at let's look at his first game against North Melbourne round two. He came back in. He only had the footy six times, mm. and he really struggled to get involved. Yeah. It wasn't until probably the midway point he kicked four goals against the Dogs in in that game where they lost by a hundred points, and I and and from that point on he started to find he started to get more involved into it. Yep. You know he kicked he kicked a bag of six against the Gold Coast. He kicked uh, multiple goals on about four or five different occasions uh, after round after round twelve, I think yep. it was. So look, it, it took him a long time to get to to find his feet again, and a lot of people dispel the idea that oh, you know. Preseason doesn't mean much. It, it means, means all, everything. It means the world to these players. It means everything for a team, for an individual. It means absolutely everything. How do you think he'll go this year, Doc? He, he's the main man now, obviously. He, I think, is going to be more important for Oscar Allen's development than anything this year. And if Darling, which I expect him to go around next year, these are going to be critical if they want if they West Coast want to see Allen flourish. I think. Yeah. Well, Oscar Allen was another one who missed. I think. I every think game, every game, he didn't like, play. Yeah, he didn't play. He had a lot of in, he had a he had a massive injury issue, um, but yeah, I think they need to rely on him because he's still relatively young as well. I think it was I think he's twenty two, twenty three as well. Yeah, Oscar Allen, double check for you in the in the same uh, in the same draft category as uh, Aaron Norton. So, yep. 
look, it, it's big. I, look, I was, 23, yes. I, I expect Jack Darling to come back and, and kick 50 goals plus this year because I think <sighs> yep. if, if they can if they can get these guys on, like Yo's had a horrible run of injury. Dom Sheed had a horrible run of injury. You know, guys like Shannon Hearn missed some games. If they get these guys fit and mm. healthy, Jack Redden's not there anymore, so it opens up a guy like Jimby to come. Yep. Jimby to come in. I think they can. I think they can win maybe nine to yeah. n- nine to eleven games, and and really push themselves back into the into into at least consideration for the top eight. A big year. We go back to Allen as well, Doc. I think you know pe- taking pick twenty one in seven in twenty seventeen hasn't cracked over thirty goals yet. Yet, obviously, didn't play at all last year. I think it's going to be really important for him. Lots of people rate him. Talk him up, which is good. I agree with it. I'm really on the Oscar Allen hype train. I'm not um, best key forward in the comp type behaviour, uh, as Cam Luke said on one of his his lists. He had him as a top 10 player. But, uh, also, we haven't heard from Cam Luke again. Thank, <laughs> thank God. Uh, but I think it's important for him. But I think as well, I have some question marks over players, Doc, after last year. Nat Nui. He's 32, played eight games last year, obviously due to injury. Um, just hasn't looked his, himself recently, years. You know, he played every game, yes, in 2021, but just hasn't been at the level that I think the modern-day Ruckman is at now. Yeah, well, he, he's at that age now where I think I think the... He's lost a bit of athleticism, which has been his biggest attribute. Yeah, well, th- that's the thing. I think he's had a lot of injury complaints over the years that it's starting to catch up with him. And this is where... Opens up a spot for a guy like Bailey Williams, who played. I think he played sixteen, seventeen games yeah. last year. Looked all right in some of them. I think there was a lot of promise, but he needs to be a lot better. Yeah, agree. And, and they brought in Harry Barnett as yep. well in the draft as well. He was a player that I rate really, really high. Barnett Motors. Barnett Motors. Um, so look, there's yeah, he's. I'm pretty high on him as there, well. There's a, there's a there's a real competition for spots in that ruck spot uh, because. I don't know how long you see Nat Newey has left in the AFL, but I, I think, don't. I don't think it's long. I think it was 12 months ago he should have. Well, I think he should have left when on the highest of highs. I think after the flag, you could see his body was maybe not retired, but could have gone somewhere else for a fresh start just to play a backup role. I think, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit tough now. Well, he's probably going to have to pl- – well, look, I still think talent-wise you don't drop – you don't leave him out of this No, I agree. No, no, no. I'm not ne- saying that either. I think you need to go – I think you need to go back to the well and reinvent him a little bit, sort of, sort of have him out of the square and, and let – Someone a little, little bit like the situation at Melbourne where they have Gorn and Grundy. You have one of them come out of the square. Don't think Nat New is an overly good overhead contestant, Mark. But at least have yeah. him. But at least have him compete and let the, let the smalls crumb the ball because you've still got you still got Liam Ryan there who I think at, at his best he's a, he's a he is an all Australian caliber forward. And I don't like admitting that. Didn't see any of it last year. I know, but there there was a lot of players that were. I don't know if he's all Australian. I, th- I think he's... He, well, I'll let you... He's, you know what? He's, he's, he's capable. You can do this live on air as well then. What? What do you reckon's his highest goal tally he's got? Don't look at the stats. What, in a season? Yep. About 35? 30. <laughs> and that was from 24 games as well. So there's probably a couple of finals. So I don't know. I'm... I don't know. I, I think Liam Ryan's a bit overrated. Luke Ryan, we love. Luke uh, I still... No, he's talented. Liam Ryan. There's no doubt about that. I'm not saying that. He's 26. Still got a lot of footy ahead of him. As you said as well, injuries hurt him as well last year. But I just, for a guy who hasn't kicked over 35 goals and kicked over 30 once, um, I don't know why we get all up and about about him. He's talented. 
Um, but there are, there are better small forwards around. Gaff is another one, Doc. I don't know where he's at, given had a bit of a dip last year. Only played the 16 game shoot injury as well, but um, he had 23 touches last year. His career average is 26, so down on that. The big thing for mine um, was that he's playing – he didn't have a, average a lot of clearances before, but they were down a bit as well. So I don't know where you see him at. And again, the age of these guys, Gaff 30, McGovern 30, Shuey 32, Tim Kelly. He's, he's got an important year, Tim Kelly. He's oh, got yeah. to prove to West Coast why they gave up the farm and Adam Simpson's three goats he had at home <laughs> to get him over the line. He needs to prove it, Doc. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing is that these these guys, as you mentioned, Gaff, I, look, Kelly's twenty eight. Sorry, not thirty. Gaff is still, I think, can still can still produce a couple of good years before they have to turn the list over for good. Yeah, uh, and, and I think there's a few of these few of these guys that can that they can still get good years out of. I'm still a big believer that that they can get Gaff in. Yo has had a lot of injury issues, but I, I still think, I think he's had a pretty... He looks good. He's had a pretty good preseason. And I hope for his sake he can get his body right. Tim Kelly needs a big year. Not sure why you'd bring in Jaden Hunt, Miller. No. And if you're bringing, if you're a bottom two side and you need a recruit, and they're drafted well, I must admit, but if you're going to bring in a free agent or two, I don't know if Jaden Hunt would be my big tick on my list. Um, Dom Sheet as well, Doc, another interesting one. Lost all of last year pretty much, 27 if he he's got to prove as well, he's not just a bona fide half forward. Yeah, well, he's an interesting one, isn't he? I, I think look, if they can keep all these guys together, I think we've we've said it already. If they can keep them together, I think they can go somewhat further yeah. this year. Than, well, you'd hope so. Well, yeah. further than bottom two. Well, well, yeah, they they can be they can be closer to the top eight than they're not. Yes, I um, agree with that. <laughs> what about Witherden? Is the last player I want to ask you about Doc? Just you're very well. Aware like me, his career sort of how it's panned out. You know, at Brisbane, nine games his first year, twenty one, and then twenty three in the two following years. Then six in twenty twenty. Traded, only played nine in his first season. Played only thirteen last year, given everything. Where is he at? He's obviously an incredible user of the ball. He covers a lot of ground. Actually, maybe not incredible. He's a good user of the ball. Covers a lot of territory. His big things, obviously, defensively. Do you chuck him on a wing? It's a tough one. Does he not have the tank? Do you think? Maybe. I'm. I'm not convinced he's got the tank in him. Just given, I feel like we would have seen it already. Yeah, like he's an odd case. Like he loves to. He loves to pick he's up. He's only 24. There's a couple of there's a couple of glaring issues with how Alex Willardon plays. The first one is he's not not. He's. I think he's a bit scared to go in for the contested ball. And his defensive accountability. Yeah, and and his defensive accountability is atrocious. Like, you I reckon at, your phone that's sitting on the desk there has probably got more defensive accountability. <laughs> <laughs> and that's generous. It is very, very generous. Um, my phone doesn't my phone doesn't but even, do you, my phone doesn't even wake me up in, in the morning. <laughs> do you think I'll put it to you like this, is he a best twenty two player? No. I think at this point he's depth. And I and I'm not I'm not who who are you putting at a half back? His best foot is obviously at half back, but you you're not gonna dispel Shannon Hearn in the in the defensive half. So you'd would you have Jones over him? I think you'd, I'd, I'd put Jones in there. I'd probably, yeah, as well. He, he, he plays, I think he plays with a lot more of a harder edge than, than Witherden does. And you need those players at this point. Who do, who do they pair with Gaff then if, if they're not going to put Witherden on the wing? Who do you think they... Uh, look, you probably push Duggan up on a wing, maybe. O'Neill as well. O'Neill, possibly. Brady Hoff. Uh, yeah, Hoffman. Uh, they, they, like, they like Hoff on the wing at the moment. He's got a bit of something about him as well. No, he, he does. I, I love the way he connects He connects with his teammates. And I think he, what, he averaged 12 disposals last year. I think that can go up a, a fair bit this year. Well, you mentioned O'Neill as well, Doc. You know, take and pick 28. 
He's a Vic, uh, Vic country boy. Uh, no, sorry, Blackburn, Oakley Charger under 18. He's only 22. We saw something from him last year in the 11 games. You know, he needs to get some midfield minutes as well. I think that I reckon we'll see Yo at halfback with Hearn and then a Jones is sort of a, another one as well. And I reckon you see O'Neill get a run of it, which would be good. I think with Yo, you play you play him a bit more, yeah, as as a halfback flank because that was where he started to come into his own. Give him a blend though, yeah, like but yeah, you, you're not you're not throwing him out of the midfield completely. No, same with Shuey. I I think Shuey, I like to see him a bit more half forward this year, given his age. He's still a good midfielder. He's not what he was, and we're not expecting him to do that. I still think Luke Shuey's a, a good player, definitely best twenty two. I think you need to monitor those hamstrings for yeah. Shuey. That's what I mean. I think give yeah. him a resting deep forward. I think he'd be a good pair with someone like um, Liam Ryan, for example. I think Shuey's got a, a tough nut. He's never going to, you know, chase down somebody and tackle them um, from 100 metres away because he might have, a, might have a premonition of what happened to Adam Chalor's uh, legs blowing up, the double hammy. <laughs> so you, he might want to do that. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think West Coast, they've just got the, – the thing that baffles me, Doc, is the age profile of the list. You've got your top-end talent who's – you know, 30, 32, 28, and then you've got a bunch of kids who you've got to try and feed in that you want to get through that are 19, 20, 21, maybe even 18, some of them still. So finding that blend, well, you're not going to have a choice. With that blend, where does it put them in terms of ladder position, do you think? Well, it depends on what sort of what sort of context Adam Simpson wants. That's right. If, if Adam Simpson has an, emph- has an emphasis on playing the kids – they're going to be in the bottom five, bottom six. But I don't, I don't know. Well, I, yeah, well, that's the, the thing yeah. I struggle to understand is I don't know where West Coast, what they're aiming for. It, it's a, it, it, They can't be aiming for the eight, can they? With them and GWS, they, 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 I think they've got sort of similar lists in terms yeah. of they've got top-line players who are still capable of playing exceptional football. Yeah. Then there's a, then there's a big gap between their, their... There's not a lot of middle age. Yeah, there's not... But but yeah, we saw we, we asked that question yeah. to Collingwood and, and Collingwood ended up uh, you know the year before and Collingwood ended up making it's the, possible. Uh, the top four. I mean they've got a good draw. Um, I we'll, must say we'll get we'll get to we'll get to the uh, the year ahead shortly. Yes, we'll do MVPs. Let's do let's do MP uh, MP3s MVPs <laughs> MVPs first of all. Miller. I'll play Untouched by the Veronicas on the MP3. <laughs> that's a that's a flashback for anyone out there. Um, oh, no. Look, I'd give my uh, MVP to Adam Simpson just handling the situation in general <laughs> if I could. I think he did a really good job. Give, Considering, as he said, what he had, but no player-wise, um, jeez, I think, um, oh gosh, not a whole lot of options here. I think Shannon Hearn. You can't go past him. I think what he's done for the club, and just uh, as Matty Randell says, hopefully he gives over the cap- captain sort of job, but he already has, mate. Um, still at thirty-five, playing some bloody elite footy, sort of scary to me. Um, actually had a. Higher total disposal last year than his career average. Up up uh, five per game, which is kind of bloody scary. And his marks were up as well. So I think what he's done for um, not just WA football, but for West Coast has been incredible. I think what he's done, he's done a great job. And he'd definitely been my MVP, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we, we, we forget that Shannon Hearn has a great mm. – has been just a phenomenal player for so long. And uh, he's just a the – thing, the, the thing that I like about the him The durable is, dad. <laughs> the durable dad. 320 games as well. Is that all? No, yeah, just, just, just a lazy 320. <laughs> That's crazy. But he's just a – you don't see him have a bad game, no. I, don't, I don't think. You, you just sort of 
you watch him go to work. He he just peels off when he he just peels off so casually, and he just sort of and he ha- and he still has like a a shoe that goes about fifty five meters. Just he's, uh, uh, he's actually fantastic to watch, isn't he? And when he he doesn't make many mistakes, but when he does, he doesn't point a finger at anyone else, and he takes full accountability of it. He's kind of he can't he's kind of in that category of players you just find just impossible to hate. Yeah, you can't hate him. He's in isn't that he's in that Eddie Betts little category yep. of players you just love watching That's week a great in call. week week in week out. Who would you have Docker's MVP if you weren't going to go with Hearn, if you got to pick somebody else? Well, I'll go with the guy who won the best and fairest, Tom Barras, because yep. there's not a lot of options really. I mean, you had Barras at one, Hearn at two, and the gap between those two was about 33 votes. So, mm. um, and then you've got. Daylight between Hearn and Tim Kelly, who finished third, but I wasn't particularly impressed with Tim Kelly's season. No. To be honest, it was solid, but needed more. Yeah, no, for for what they paid for, yeah, they yeah absolutely need more. But on on Barras, I think he, we we talked about it earlier. You know, he just the back line was ravaged so much mm. uh, last year, and the fact that he he missed three games but still managed to put in. These sort of these sort of performances, you know, we 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 were both very very skeptical of Tom Barras. Uh, yeah, absolutely. In the in the early goings of his career, but he's really solidified himself now as that as that great yeah. as that great key defender. I mean, he averaged averaged seven point six marks, averaged fifteen point five disposals, averaged four rebound fifties per game, which is a, which is uh, career best numbers. Six contested possessions per game, one point five contested marks per game. So he's a guy. He's a guy that. That whole, that 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 presents himself as a great wall yep. in that back line, and the Eagles were the the second worst um, the second worst uh, team for conceding scores. So the fact that he was able to do his bit or do more than his bit, I yep. think that stands out for Absolutely. me as the as the MVP. But we'll go to our most improved Miller, and well, look in a, in a year where not a lot has gone right, we can't exactly we're not exactly spoiled for choice. But no. if you if you're able to find one. Look, I'd say, um, I reckon Liam Duggan, you, you sort of kicked it off before with him, Doc. I thought he had a really good year given the situation. Still just a very interesting player. I think that he's still got actually a bit of untapped talent still that we haven't seen. He's 26, good age bracket. One of those very rare players for West Coast in that sort of 24 to 26 mould, which I like. Played 20 games, averaged 20 touches a game, so four more than his career average to go along with um, 7.4 marks, rating him elite for a medium defender, which is really good. Um, and also, yeah, I thought he was a lot more clean with his ball. Um, he's been a very interesting player of his career, and I still think he can get a little bit better. Um, pick 11 all those years ago now in 2014. So he's been around the block, um, but he's definitely one. If I was to do an equal second, I'd say for effort, uh, Jake Waterman and, and Jamin Jones, definitely. I thought they were both really good. Yeah. Well, look, I think Jones has been one that's sort of flown under the radar a fair yeah. bit. I mean, he sort of... The thing, Jones finished in the top ten in the best and fairest. And so last, he should have last year. I thought he was thought he was very very impressive. He's done a Dan Rioli. Doc, he's gone uh, reinvented himself <laughs> as a halfback instead of a small forward. Yeah, oh, he's been he's been a great story and one that I'm very very interested to look at as as 2023 invo- uh, unfolds. Mm. My most improved. We talked about him a little bit already, but I thought I thought it was very important to highlight just the year Bailey Williams has had at West yep. Coast and. Look, the numbers may not jump out of the page uh, a fair bit, but he averaged career career highs in disposals, even games played. First of all, he played, played seventeen games, and in the two years uh, in the two years prior to that, he'd only managed nine mm. uh, behind Nick Natanui. 
but his hitouts doubled by eight. Oh, sorry, his hitouts doubled. He averaged eight and a, eight point three hitouts uh, in twenty twenty one, sixteen point four in twenty twenty two. Yep. But also two two tackles, two point six clearances, both of them also career highs, and also five point seven contested possessions per game, which is up from three and a half. Only twenty two still as well. Oh, absolutely, twenty two and. There are there are some other issues. I think he's got to be a little bit more stronger around the body. He sort of he sort of reminds me of Tim English in a way that the fact the fact that I yeah. don't think he's got the strength or the body to really overpower um, yeah overpower his uh, direct opponent. But there there were some signs throughout the year as well, which I thought which I thought stood out. He had a game against uh, the GWS where he had over thirty over thirty hitouts, and there was another game where he where he had um, nearly twenty disposals against St Kilda late in the year. So. And, and and as well in, the, in that same game, eleven clearances as well. So yeah, wow. He's a guy that does have a ceiling. Yeah, and I think that, and I think as this year unfolds, we're going to start to see Adam Simpson turn his attention more to Bailey Williams as the number one ruck, as opposed to Nick Nat. And this is what I'm saying. I think they need to, I think they need to reinvent Nick Nat a little bit as, in, in the twilight of his career. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good call. I like that. I think the thing with um, well, what to expect this year. Yeah, well. What do you expect? This one, I don't know. I don't know. It, yeah, well, it's hard because we we can bait. Well, West Coast missed the finals in twenty twenty one as well, and they they sort of tapered off towards the back end of the year. And yep. last year was a bit of an I think a bit of an anomaly. So I think they'll. I did that. I did that season predictor thing the other the other night, Miller. I had the Eagles finishing with ten wins. Um, they play. Who they play twice? They play North Melbourne twice. They play Frio twice. They play Carlton twice. They play Richmond twice. They play Essendon twice, and they play Adelaide twice. Yeah, I think they can win maybe four, five of them, at, at uh, particularly at home. I think they, no, they. I think if they can find if mm. they can find their uh, their groove at, in in Perth again, they're definitely a chance. Um, it, a lot relies on that, eh? It does, and I mean they they've got North to start the year, which you'd almost put down as a win. Pencil. Nearly, hopefully, depending. You know, the North, I wasn't particularly convinced on them on the weekend either. No, um, no. the only reason they they lost by as much as they did was because the dogs put the cue in the rack <laughs> in the last quarter. But they've also got the Giants, which you'd say at home is a winnable game. Uh, Frio, they'll get pumped. Oh, I think they can. I think they will get pumped. But I think as well, it's one of those games. You know, the derby. You don't know what to expect. They got a tough run after that as well. You know, they got Melbourne, Melbourne, Ge- Geelong, Port, and Carlton. So and us at the very at the very they need to win the first two. It's crucial. They have to. I think that I don't know if they can win any of these other ones. I think the Carlton one's winnable. Yeah, at home they they they, they, they had that was a weird game they yeah. play, they played last year where it was. they let Carlton off to a big lead and then they sort of came back and then they just sort of let them run away again and then they started to mount a little challenge again. I think that one's a winnable game for mine. I think it'll be important, yeah, that one, because I think it sort of builds on the theme I'm going to go with, is that they're going to have to win those 50-50 ones at home if there are any chance. They're going to have to beat, you know, the Suns at home. They're going to have to beat Essendon at home. Um, you know, they're going to have to beat St Kilda. They're going to have to beat uh, North again when they play them. They'll be at home. So it'll be important if they want to make the eight, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I'm... I, not entirely sure where where the wins come from because I mean well they beat Collingwood, I, I, and I think that one can be a winnable game. I'm not entirely sure about where where the pies are at this year. It'd be very interesting to see the pies. Yeah, They're, yeah. Look, if we have we, we, we go, I can't wait to <laughs> go through our um our uh, season predictors uh, next week, Miller, because 
There's some pretty pretty bold calls we've both made. <laughs> There's a couple, that's for sure. Yeah. But but on the Eagles, where if you had to pick a spot on the ladder, where would you see them? What, what realistically, what is the pass mark for Adam Simpson? Well, it's tough. It's really tough because you you made me go through back the ladders, touching on last year, and almost it was an anomaly being outside the eight. You know, fifth couple of years in the top eight, top two. So they've always been around there. So. Yes, last year wasn't their fault, but maybe it's the start of maybe they have to do a rebuild for two or three years. I just think I worry about where their scores are going to come from in general, even if Darling is to kick 50 goals, which I personally don't see, but he can. That means that Oscar Allen's going to have to be firing for the get-go. Who's going to be you know, their third highest goal scorer? Is, you know, if Liam Ryan wants to be All-Australian, he's going to have to kick 40. You know, Stuff like that. That's I think that... And the other thing is fitness. You know, we saw it all last year with their good top end talent, as you touched on perfectly, Doc. They're good enough to be here, but how many games are they going to be here for? Are they going to make it to twenty? Are they only going to play fifteen? You know, we're going to see twelve and a hammy or ten and managed, or what are we going to see? So, on that, I would say if they want to play finals, they can't afford that. No. And look, I they'll be much much better this year, but I don't see them playing finals. I'd say. They'd be the top of the bottom four at worst. At best, they could finish 12th or 13th, I want to say. Yeah. I, I can't I, see them making the eight. They'll be better than Hawthorne. They'll be better than North. Yep. They'll be be- I think they're a big chance to be better than West uh, GWS. Yep. Essendon's a I th- I don't know they're where probably they're probably level, I'd say. They'd they'd probably I think they'll I think they're better I think they have a better list than Essendon. Yep. Um and St Kilda, I think they can be they can be above them as well. So I think they could, I think yeah they sh- with, with with an emphasis on the kids. I think they've got to get games into Jinby. Hewitt, Hewitt, they, Hewitt they've had questions about in terms of his endurance. Yeah, um, he I looks think, like he's got some work to do. He, he'll have some work to do, but his best is unquestionably really good. Um, I just think, as me and you have said off air, the Crows and Suns are two teams that we're pretty high on. I'd say. Out of them and West Coast, you'd say obviously, obviously both of them over the Eagles. I th- and, I th- and I think Port, you'd probably put them yeah. above the Eagles. So that's well. three teams that they'd have to try and jump over. And then Carlton would probably be in front of them, so that's four. So, yeah, I think I think you're spot on. I th- I th- yeah, look, so that puts them about 12th, 13th. Between 12th and 15th is where I have, yeah. where I have the Eagles. It'll, yep. be a, it'll be a much better year this year, with uh, and there'll be emphasis on the kids to come through. They'll, the All the veterans will be fit. Yeah, yep. Whether or not they can sustain uh, over over the course of the year is that, another thing. That's an entirely different question. Yeah, one that we can't answer right now. <laughs> um, but I think Adam Simpson's got to start playing these kids. Chess has got to be good. He, he virtually comes in as a new recruit as well, mm. having not played yep. having not played a game last year. So he'll there's no doubt he'll play a lot of games this year. Yeah, and Jinbi, you expect will be a round one starter, and I think there'll be games into guys like. Hewitt will get games this year. Yeah, I think I don't so. Th- I don't think he'll play many, but I think he'll get games. I think there'll be games into Harry Barnett as well. Um, there'll be games. Yeah, in, there'll yep. Be, there'll be games. These, these younger guys will get games. Noah Long, Burgeel, I think they're, they're players. Jack Williams, another one who only played one game last year. He, but he's got something as well. I, th- I, there is definitely potential. He's a big boy. I think that the big guys, they take time. They're yeah. going to take a bit of time. And and, and Bazo and Jai Cully as well. So there's a good young core there. Yeah. And as well, Luke Edwards as well, 21 years old. So he's, Yeah, he's he, got something as well. He, he's, he's someone who's got some talent as well. So, look. I think not, the upside on the list is huge. That's what I would say. Yes. 
is that they're not if they are they're not going to they might regress in terms of ladder this year. Ah, uh, sorry, maybe not. Well, can't go lower than bottom two. But I mean, in terms of wins, sorry, I, I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll be winning just one game this no. year. No. So I think in terms of maybe what people are going to expect, I think in terms of where they want to be in three or five years, they will progress. Um, yep. So I agree. I think twelve to fifteenth mark. I would actually, yeah, probably split the middle and say fourteenth. I'd have them. Yeah. I'll. I'll have I th- I, well, I've d- I know having a look at my ladder particular, I had them winning 10 games, so I think that's roughly around 13th or f- 12th. And that's the thing as well. Like, um, the teams that are going to be in the bottom four are still going to be winning games, if that if that works, I think. So be a very interesting season for them, though, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, on, and on that, we're going to end it here. Um, thank you very much, as always, for, for joining us on the A3 Footy Podcast. We love you all, and we hope, you, we, hope we hear from you again uh, in the next episode. Make sure you follow us on our socials, uh, A3 Footy Podcast at Facebook, A3 Footy at Twitter, Instagram as well, A3 Footy Podcast. Uh, want to send us an email, a3footy at gmail.com. Mm. If you want to leave us a, a review or anything, Apple Podcasts, you can go to that. We're, get, we're definitely getting a lot of love. There's some, some yep. five-star ratings coming along we love it. really, really well, and we appreciate that full-heartedly. Yeah. We can't thank you enough. No, we really we, – we're not here without the support of everyone um, and the feedback or not. We just really appreciate what everyone's given, you know, to the podcast so far and what's going to come for this great show in 2023, that's for sure. Yeah, well, big things are coming this year and it, it's going to be a bit difficult because we're trying to juggle a lot of other things as well. We've got work commitments, study commitments. In the case of Caddy, he's got uh, overseas travelling commitments. <laughs> he's conquering the US. Yeah, he's conquering the US. He's playing at the basketball at the moment. Yeah, so he's, lapping he's, it up. He's having, he's having a jolly all the time, but he'll be back next week. And so will we, yep. because we just cannot stay away from the Tom Hickey studio. Some ladder predictions next week. Ladder predictions as and well. And we remember last year when we <laughs> came back on our ladder predictions, we got some great feedback saying, you idiots, you goose. There's some good calls though from us, which was some positive feedback, but we know that the um, ladder own, predictions are always highly anticipated. I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to ladder <laughs> predictions. But until next week, I've been Alex Doherty. I've been Alex Miller. And Alex Catalano, he'll be here. And we'll all be here. We I, love the footy. Hide your ladders. Hide your ladders.